Well, welcome and thank you for listening to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, a podcast where we're journeying through the scriptures, starting in Genesis and ending in Revelation, looking at how we find Jesus every single day in the text. This podcast is produced by Fellowship Community Church. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening here as we are continuing here through the week, uh, or through the book of Ezekiel in our second week of it. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church. And uh, with me this week again is TJ Stratton, one of my very good friends. Uh, and here at FCC, the reason why we do the Jesus Everyday Podcast is we because we want to help you engage in God's Word. We want to help you get in God's Word every single day, a part of your disciples. Your uh, the theological term, your sanctification, you becoming more Christ-like. And one of the ways that we really lay out our entire discipleship, what we call our discipleship pathway, and where we help walk alongside of you, journey with you in your discipleship, is what we call our Next Steps class. Now, we have a Next Steps class here at all of our campuses coming up on uh, December 4th. Uh, you can register, uh, and there's a link in our show notes below where we will journey through what do we as FCC do to help you in your discipleship, where we want to see every person become a fully devoted follower of Jesus. So if you've never taken our Next Steps class, we highly encourage you to sign up for it. We have one, like I said, at each of our campuses the weekend. Go in the show notes below. You'll find a link for it there, as well as our reading plan. So TJ, today we're in Ezekiel chapter 25 through 29. Uh, In that, before we hop into it, uh, where is your favorite place on earth that you've been? Because you've journeyed quite a bit in your life. That I've been? Yeah, that you've been. Oh, that's a toughie. Uh, Where's your top top couple? <laughs> uh, I spent a semester studying abroad in Europe, and so I kind of lived in Riva San Vitale, which is uh, very southern Switzerland, northern, mm. right on the north Italian border, like, and just got to travel kind of all through Europe, and, and that was that was very cool. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to Israel, which just from like a connecting the word to actual places and kind of deepening your your faith and just getting to see some of that stuff was pretty amazing. Um, and then I've had the chance to go to Africa. And I think just uh, having every like comfort and uh, like all that stripped from you. And you First world amenities. Yeah. But like being out in the bush and it's really like the sun, the stars, the desert and a few people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was an incredible, like, spiritual experience for me of stripping away all the things that we have here and really, mm-hmm. like, uh, kind of drawing close to God there. So, the, yeah, I would say, like, those are those are some of my favorite That's cool. Places That's here. cool. Awesome. I look forward to one day going on an international mission trip with you. Uh, I think that'd be, that'd be a blast. Yeah, man. Um, cool. So we're in chapters 25 through 29 here today. What was a verse that stood up to you that you highlighted to look into today? Yeah. I mean, this is a book of judgment, man. So I feel like everything I'm bringing to the table, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think we got to work through it, right? Yeah, and absolutely. We know that it ends good. So <laughs> disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. That's good. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 26, verse 3. And it's talking about Tyre here. And it said, They shall destroy the walls of Tyre and break down her towers, and I will scrape her soil from her and make her a bare rock. Mm. When you look at that, can you explain that text a little bit for us? And so, man, like Israel's been decimated at this point. Babylon's conquered everything, taken them into exile, and kind of Tyre saw an opportunity and, like, they sought their own gain in that situation. I don't know exactly how that worked out, but God's saying, hey, like, instead of, like, having a broken heart, instead of, like, working towards something good, you mm-hmm. saw it for your own advantage and you took it. Mm-hmm. How do we get into to take a, a text like this and apply it in our personal lives? Yeah, man, I think, 
like, honestly, I was stuck on that phrase, bare rock. Mm. Like, and I was just processing in my, it's almost like a Job situation, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He was made a bare rock. And I was like, man, how many times in my life have I truly been a bare rock? Where's, where's God scraped away all the stuff? And mm-hmm. it's only really been, been a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, I guess I'm really like, he has the complete power and authority to do that if that's what he wants to do. And like, that's a, uh, I do enter a reverence, a fear, and a worship of God that he can do that in my life. Like, we're surrounded by so much. Like, I'm sitting in this leather chair. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get in my car with leather seats. I'm going to go to my job. You know, it's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we get kind of caught up in that comfort or we trust in that comfort, I think is what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. That it's always going to be there, mm-hmm. that it's a, an entitlement, a given. And, like, man— God can do whatever he wants to do mm-hmm. and all power and all authority is in his hands. And I just, uh, I worship him for that. And I want mm-hmm. to live under that reality mm-hmm. that it's all his, he can do whatever he wants. It's mm-hmm. not my striving and it's not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when, even when I open the question, favorite place you've been, you said in Africa and being stripped yeah. away of all those comforts and things, it kind of brings a reality, uh, and, we can theoretically ask questions, and questions are great to ask and process through because they do reveal a lot. Um, but oftentimes we don't, you mean, thinking back a couple of days ago, we looked at idols, like processing yeah. through that. But until those have actually been stripped away from you. Yeah. And I even think of a song by Matt Redman, uh, an old worship song. Uh, and he says, you know, when all have been stripped away, mm-hmm. and will I simply come to worship you? And, and simply from that place. Now, Matt, from that worship song was talking about the lights, the yeah. the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. worship, the atmosphere that many yeah. people think when they associate to worship of singing and, sure. and a worship center with a gathering of people. But if all of that is simply stripped away, will I simply come to adore King Jesus yeah. and how that that impacts me and provokes me as a, as a follower of Jesus? Um, and I think one of the things that I want to bring out to our people, because you've said this and we've talked about like, uh, off script that uh, when we've been with Jesus, it just naturally flows from us. And one of the Bible techniques that we use of how to read God's word is the best uh, interpretation. The best way to interpret scripture is to use scripture to interpret scripture. Mm-hmm. And where else are there connections? Where does the Bible say similarities? Where do they say um uh, I'm going to use the word contradictory things, where it says one thing here sure. but a different thing here, because sure. we do see that in Scripture. Sure. And how do we how do we handle it? How do we talk about that? But you said, you know, here we see the word bare rock, but then you went to Job and said, well, here's Job. So it's comparing here yeah. Scripture to Scripture, and like uh, just looking at outside of this text, like, do you find yourself when you're reading God's Word, thinking of other texts or looking or seeing how does this text fit in the grand narrative of God's story? Yeah, I think those are always very rich moments for me when I'm reading something in this passage and I'm like, well, God has also said that over here. Yeah. Or, or Jesus in his ministry lived this out. Mm-hmm. We saw this over here and it connects back to what I read. Those are always like really fruitful experiences. Just a reminder of how true, how complete, how inerrant, how beautiful. Yeah. God, man, it is the same story from Genesis mm-hmm. chapter 1 to Revelation, and it's beautiful. It's knit together. His heart, his motivation, his passion, like all those things, his story never changes throughout the whole thing. And we find these uh, threads mm-hmm. through the whole thing, and it's, it's always really cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Love it. Cool. Uh, well, what's, uh, what's a way that somebody can, uh, can respond to today's reading, to today's text? Yeah, I think uh, to me there's like a big difference – here in humility and pride. Mm-hmm. And I think humility understands that, uh, man, this stuff is 
it's not ours, man. At, at any moment, God could do whatever he wants to do uh, for his glory. And it, it all belongs to him. It's all in his hands. We haven't constructed, built, made mm-hmm. anything. It's it's all his. I think humility, living out of a place humil- of humility, understands that. And I know that God moves towards the humble. Mm-hmm. And so the more we have that attitude, um, I think we're going to see the fruit of that in our lives. Mm-hmm. The other response is pride. Like, yeah, I did this. Look at my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Look at my wall. Look at my look at my story. Mm-hmm. And the more we, we point to that, I think we're in a very dangerous place of being exposed like that yeah. bear rock. And I just know, like, man, I don't <laughs> I don't want to be that. I don't want to be in the position of tire. I don't want to be exposed like that bear rock. Um, hopefully in humility, like mm-hmm. he, he will uh he will see me through that. I love it. You know, while you were saying that, I was thinking of a specific person. If I said their name, they would be so mad at me for saying this. So I'm not mm-hmm. gonna say their name, but they have lived with Jesus and lived him out and from a even from a world perspective they're a very successful person Mm -hmm. and uh, don't have a lot of possessions when it comes to like for themselves and for their glory but from my like they have a lot of things yeah and they use those things for god's glory yeah and uh this individual i have seen them have materials of uh, equipment that's like people would love to have this stuff for uh, frivolous fun things yeah and they say i have it to share god's love yeah dude and uh one of them is they have a camper and they enjoy camping trips and such this individual heard of a family that lost their house in the flooding in kentucky he drove his camper down to kentucky and let this family live in their camper for six months right on so that they could rebuild their their house that wasn't due to somebody asking him. He just heard about it and took the initiative to do it. Why? Because he lives with Jesus and he has this place of like, hey, if God took all this away from me, yeah. I'm com- if this, if this, yeah. if another flood happens and this yeah. camper gets destroyed, yeah. it's okay. But I have it. I want to use it for its way. What so, a good place to be, man. I think yeah. I think we're just talking about the difference between stewardship and ownership. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. We're, we're called to be stewards. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you for listening to us here today as uh we're journeying through Ezekiel. We'll hope to see you again tomorrow. Yeah.